0: So when i joined the two um copywriters were, were with the marketing team um there was a product designer already on the product team and no other designers um so when i joined i kind of made it my like mission to create a function where all the creators can sit together and work together because i think that's really important for creators to be together so they can Bounce ideas off one another and like really understand and get stuck in again that relates to consistency everyone's working together then no one's working in silo and like there's not enough transparency and communication so i thought that was really important to build that team like straight away
1: hello and welcome to the digital spaceship podcast a marketing journal hosted by blue drop studio co-founder anna rowinska and myself omar juman This podcast has one vision, and that is to educate, inform, and inspire others who are trying to build their tech brand. Tune in and listen to us chat ideation, marketing, scaling, and everything in between with up-and-coming entrepreneurs, stakeholders, and investors in tech startups across the world. We'll be diving into the details and also hearing about the journey. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode.
2: In this week's episode, we're speaking with Karen, a creative director at Urban. Urban is on a mission to empower people through wellness. It's an app that allows you to book one-to-one wellness, such as massages, fitness and beauty treatments.
1: Hello everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Digital Spaceship Podcast. Today we have Karen from Urban. Um, Karen, how's it going? Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, give us a little bit of uh, an introduction to you know what it is Urban does, and uh, some of your background and how you got involved.
0: Oh hi, thank you, for me, Anna and Omar.
1: Of course.
0: Um, yeah, I'm the creative director at Urban, um, formerly known as Urban Massage, which you I think everyone's heard of. Um, Urban is a, essentially an app for on-demand wellness, um, treatments delivered directly to your home or your place of work, so anything wellness related you can, from massage to beauty and fitness, you can have it delivered to your door. Um, cool. So yeah, when the business is operating normally, we have around 50k users per month, um, we've given around 650,000 treatments so wow. far, which is like amazing. Incredible. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, and our, act, our app is actually pre installed in devices um, in Apple partner retail stores, such as John Lewis. That's a great testament to us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can book a treatment or session on our website, urban.co. Just getting a plug in there for us. Yeah, um, absolutely. And you, can, and you can download the app directly from the App Store or the Google Play Store, too.
1: Okay, awesome. Um, So, give us a a bit of a background on yourself then. How did you um, get involved with Urban and and where were you before?
0: Sure, Um, yeah, so I think it's probably a good idea if we go from the very beginning of my journey. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, as a child, I was always described as being very creative. And at school, I always um, performed best in humanities subjects, such as art and English. Um, I definitely wasn't very good at maths or science. Mm uh, yeah, so I studied A-level graphics, English, sociology, and film at college. Um, and it was at college where I bought my first ever Mac. Um, I've never actually been able to use like PCs, which is really strange, actually. <laughs> um, and yeah, I learned how to use Illustrator, InDesign, Photoshop at college. Um, but I very quickly found that I, was, I most enjoyed graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was offered a place at the University of Leeds to study graphic communication design. Um, And yeah, it was at university where I started to understand a bit more about the use of language and advertising, and how brands really communicate with different groups of people. Um, Yeah, yeah. so I graduated in 2011 during a recession, and I joined the Publication House, Northern and Shelf, an internship, um, which turned into a full-time paid role, thank God, Um, and I worked on editorial and advertorial design for celebrity magazines. Um, wow. So yeah, my next job was at prestigious brand and packaging agency, Big Fish in Chelsea. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, I experienced that like true creative agency environment, but pretty much all designers hope to join at some point in their career and um, I've made lifelong friends from that job too. Um, so there was a lot of grafting and long hours, staying in the office till midnight, having to order in a pizza. Um, but there was a real sense of teamwork and working hard to make our clients happy, and the payoff was always like totally worth it. Um, so, yeah, after lockdown, like definitely go to the supermarket, have a look around, and I guarantee that the packaging that sticks out the most will be designed by Big Fish. Um, they have okay. a truly distinctive style. So, so yeah, like Clipper Tea, Dorset Cereals, Yo Valley, that's all Big Fish. Mm. Um, so, I worked mainly on Dorset and Sofa.com. So Sofa.com is the first ever brand to sell sofas online okay. um, and it was named one of the fastest growing companies in 2012 when I was there. Um, but in the end, I left Big Fish, joined Sofa.com internally as a, on their marketing team as a designer. Um, I really enjoyed the agency life at Big Fish, but um, I found I preferred working slightly more for client size, so one brand. Um, but Soph.com was my first ever startup experience and it was at Soph.com where I really expanded into other fields of design. Mm -hmm. Um, At Big Fish it was mainly illustrations and packaging design, but at Soph.com I started to explore a bit more about marketing comms such as emails, the blog, printed graphics, so signage around the showroom, um, wayfinding and catalogues. And of course the website, um, but very basic then, so like header graphics and website tiles. Um, so yeah, after Sofacom, I joined Soho House to work on the launch of Soho Home and their retail brands, Couch and Neville. Um, I worked as a senior designer on the e-commerce team um, on the look and build Soho Home brand at all touch points, from the web- websites to the marketing comms. I also ended up taking ownership of the Soho Home Instagram account, um, and I was fortunate enough to attend a workshop at Soho Farmhouse, which is lovely anyway. Um, and I went there with Nira, the creative tra- tra- strategist. Sorry, <laughs> uh, um, Soho Farmhouse and Alistair from Pinterest. Seeing um, Soho brand come to life was like super exciting, um, and I'm still a customer of Soho Home now. Um, so our tagline is "Bring the house home." So essentially, anything you've seen the house, you can now buy online. Whether that's like a, a replica of a vintage piece you've seen, or something we've developed in house. Um I say we
1: like I'm still there, but yeah. <laughs> oh that's that's a good thing.
0: thing.
1: Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Um, I guess the the plants in the background and the sofa is like sofa.com. Or it, well actually does the sofa come well, from sofa.com sofa or is it
2: sofa? Yeah, no. yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, always
0: stay dedicated to my friends no matter no matter where I am in my journey. Um so yeah. Um, So I've obviously moved around a lot, so this little intro has
1: turned into a bit of an essay, so sorry about that. Uh, No worries. (laughs) Uh, I think it's really important because there's going to be tons of people um, or tons of companies out there that are looking to hire in people such as yourself, creative directors. And I think um, certainly a pain point we've experienced when we were, you know, building out in-house agencies, especially around the creative teams, um, like internal or marketing stakeholders they, or even product stakeholders, they don't necessarily know what to look for in that background for a designer. I mean, I've seen some CVs come through and it's still got like website design from the 90s. You know, it's like wow. you know, the late like 2001, you know, proper like HTML stuff. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a really refreshing point of view to understand that, you know, this is the journey you need to be looking for. People who are very well invested in creative and um, sometimes it's not just a couple of, uh, assets that, that can define, you know, whether or not you should hire someone, definitely look into that background and see where the passion lies. So yeah, it's really good stuff.
0: Absolutely. Um, so continuing on my journey, mm-hmm. um, after sofa House, I joined Simba Sleep, so the UK matches in the Box brand. Um, so I joined at the very beginning of Simba's journey, um, and it was actually named number two in the 100 Startup List, um, so that was really cool. Um, Simba Seek was an experience I'll never forget, but in the best way possible. Mm. Um, so I was I was hired as a design lead initially. I was later promoted to a head of design um, on the senior leadership team. Wow. Um, so I actually grew the, the whole creative function there. And my first hired there was a lovely lady called Kate, who I actually hired to work with me at Urban. Um, but yeah, it was that Simba where I worked on building the brand learned a lot more about UI and UX and, and really found my passion for photo and video art direction that we had so many shoots at Simba and I that was probably like the most enjoyable experience at Simba being on those shoots um, but yeah Simba also enrolled into a, a UX design course at the University of London so I could really learn a, a, a lot more about the stages all, all stages of the consumer's brand journey because I think that's really important and um, and Simba Seat was a true, that tr- true of culture. So great office, stacked kitchen, ping pong tables, pre-chair massages by Urban um, and a true hacky style of working. So yeah, that was a great experience. Really startup
1: well. life, right?
0: Yeah, and like such a small world that I first heard about Urban through having chair massages at Simba. So yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's quite a nice story. Um, but yeah, I spent two years at Simba um, and then I joined the Photobox group as co director, um, responsible for the, both the Box and the Spanish brand called Hoffman. Um, and I thought i dramatically changed very traditional working ways to a more innovative and smart approach to ways of working and saved the brand a lot of money in the end. Um, I ended up only really staying there for about five months um, as I was approached by my current boss Jack to join his team. Um, so yeah, haunted, I know. right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I now work with Jack. Um, I've been at Urban for about almost a year now, and absolutely loving it. Yeah.
1: Wonderful.
2: That's incredible. So when you joined Urban, uh, what was the state of the the creative and the brand at that point? Could you tell us a bit more about that?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so what I already knew about Urban before I joined, um, obviously had Urban massage chair massages at Simba. And I also had a lot of friends who actually used Urban very regularly. So that that showed to me that Urban's um, brand perception was already very high. Um, the brand tone of voice in my joy was very clear as well in that Urban empowers consumers, businesses, and practitioners to feel and perform their best through wellness. Um, so it was really focused on that emotional benefit of Urban. However, the look and feel of the messaging didn't quite align with this messaging. And it wasn't always consistent at every touch point. So like the website looked a bit different to how it looked on paid ads, for instance. And like our tube campaign looked different from others. So like it was kind of like disjointed. And I guess my job was to kind of bring it all together and make it all very consistent. Um, So how I did that was I first just put everything together, analysed everything that had been done creatively so far had very long conversations with the product team and the the marketing team to kind of understand what was working, what wasn't working. So, for instance, I found um, with the product designer that some of the colours that were given by a previous agency weren't all like hex codes, like there was a bit of a mixture there. And I I found quite quickly that all people in the business were using different variants of logos, different colours. So that obviously drove towards that inconsistency. Um, so I spent my first few weeks building a library of assets and a style guide that everyone in business now actually has access to. Um, so that really helped the consistency piece, um, everyone using the correct fonts, um, the right logo, the right word marks um, and of course the same hex codes and the right icons. There was like a million different icons all with different um, line thicknesses and all of that. So. I mean, that's not to anyone's fault. It's just people probably not using the same library of assets. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: It's, um, I think it's definitely a big pain point for when, when a company grows very fast. And if there isn't, for example, someone who's really responsible for making exactly. sure that everything is up to date. So at Urban then, do you guys, um, in terms of distribution and alignment of that creative content, brand content, is that in a form of like an internal website? Is that a PDF? You know, do you have a system for that?
0: Yeah. So, every, so our style guide and um, all of our assets are on Notion. So we use Notion as our project management system. Everything is on there. So you've got all the image library of all the images you can use. Um, yeah, the style guide. Everything is on there. So if anyone actually needs something, everything is directly downloadable straight from there. So there's no, no one has their own kind of like private desktop folders and stuff um, everyone is encouraged to use that
2: awesome yeah. that's very yeah that's very important and in terms of the the creative team that um you joined at, at the time when you joined urban so um how many people were there already from the creative side
0: um so when i joined the two
2: um
0: copywriters were, were with the marketing team um there was a product designer already on the product team and. No other designers. Um, so when I joined, I kind of made it my like mission to create a function where all the creatives can sit together and work together because I think that's really important for creatives to be together so they can bounce ideas off one another and like really understand and get stuck in. And again, that relates to consistency. Everyone's working together, then no one's working in silo and like, there's not enough transparency and communication. So I th- thought that was really important to build that team like straight away absolutely well
2: yeah definitely culture and sort of um that internal structure for the creative department is super important so are you guys seen um within the business as the in-house creative agency or how does that look like
0: so yeah i think it's really essential that we see ourselves and behave so we are an in-house agency um as we're a central team in the business and we cater for all teams marketing product ops and b2b um, it's really crucial to actually adopt that agency type of working. So, such as having a strict breathing process in place, it meant there were no more, like, guys, I need this in two minutes, or like, quickly, I need you to cut this image, um, which still <laughs> happens sometimes, but not as much as it used to. Um, but yeah, I know, I'm sure you can appreciate that that
2: absolutely (laughs) I think it's uh, it's integral really to to educate you know everyone around the processes that really go into creating content that you know is is on brand and communicates the right message because it's not as easy as just popping down an image from a library exactly guilty
1: as charged for that mm-hmm. one, I've definitely uh, requested some last-minute assets. Yeah, yeah last <laughs> from bit, the grave. Yeah, bit,
0: so. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, we need them yesterday. Can we just yeah, draw yeah. something? It's like, yeah, it doesn't quite just work try, like that.
0: Please, So yeah, like that's exactly why it's really important to stick to a briefing process, Um and that that starts with with us at Urban. It starts with the account holder sending through requests. Um, so we put in a process where any request they had, it come, had to come through Slack on a Slack channel and um, using that new workflow feature, which is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the briefs that they submit are from are all templates already on Google Docs with like, really important questions. Um, so asking things like, what are your business objectives? What personas um, does this brief like, cater towards? Um, all of those questions are really important um, in the account holder actually understanding what they actually want from us because a lot of the time account holders don't actually know what they want and they kind of feel that we can magic the answers for them and like mind read and where this like offer solutions to all of their problems without actually knowing what the problem is sometimes Mm -hmm. um so yeah like we use notion to track all of our workload and effectively prioritize as well and the account holders all have visibility of that as well so if they do want to track like a task or something they could just go in there and have a look at like if there's any hold ups or anything. Um but yeah, I think Notion's a really good tool to use and I'd I'd recommend Monday.com
2: as well, which I've used in the past. Mm-hmm. That's good as well.
1: Yeah, we've used Monday too, actually. They're they're a really good tool.
2: Yeah. Oh, so um, in terms of um, the structure of your team at the moment, so you guys are obviously a tech startup and digital is your sort of everyday content uh, creation and stuff like that. So in terms of the skill sets of the team that you work with, how does that look like?
0: Yes. Yeah, so, um, so we have two copywriters. One of them is um, she's very senior. She's comes from an editorial background. Um, So she kind of looks after our content panel and she's really great at coming up with ideas for like campaigns. Um, And then the other copywriter, he's a bit more junior, um, but he's also really interested in video and that's where his true passion lies. So he's like really great at video as well. So like great that he's got two kind of skill sets that we can utilize on the team. Um, And then we have the UX UI designer Um, he's like very senior especially when it comes to UX and then Kate who I worked with Simba who works with us now. Um, She's very competent in UI and she's also done a lot of um, user research as well um, at her previous job. So, yeah, I think we've got a really great um, background or skill set on the team. Really, really solid team.
2: Great. So let's talk about um, expanding the team uh, and the plans for for doing so, Karen. So are you guys looking to hire? You know, how does that look like at the moment?
0: So, yeah, we definitely need to expand, um, particularly when we deep dive into the brand refresh that we're working on now. Um, It's just a bit tricky at the moment, as you can imagine, with COVID affecting, like, our business and a lot of companies i imagine on the same boat so yeah we definitely it's definitely needed and we're often stretched as well but let's see how it goes like hopefully we can expand um, but i am a very hands-on leader in that i get stuck into all of bau projects alongside strategic work as well um, but i've never really been that type to delegate work and i really enjoy working closely with my team and helping great mm. creatives so yeah, I kind of see myself as
2: another designer on the team. Cool, that's awesome. And I guess especially now that you mentioned, you guys are looking at a rebrand slightly. So, um, what's um, what's the plan with that? Is that sort of like a let's say facelift of the brand, or is that a complete revolution?
0: Um, so definitely not a complete revolution. Like you said, a bit of a facelift. In that, like we're definitely in a good position now, consistency wise. And it's been a long-term vision at Urban to be a one-stop shop platform for all wellness. So whether that's massage, digital, outdoor fitness or even mental health consultations, we want to be the go-to brand for anything related to well-being. Um, so really to achieve that goal, we need to, to achieve that goal, we need to elevate the brand functionally with seamless user experience and emotionally in how we communicate and look to our customers and protect practitioners. So I think with that for the refresh, we need to like refresh our imagery, refresh our colour palette. Perhaps looking at a new font, because I know the font we use doesn't always work very well on the website, um, particularly when it's scaled down. So, yeah, there are things that we know we want to change, but we should be changing them anyway um, in line with our new vision. So, yeah, a bit of a facelift.
2: Incredible. I mean, that just speaks to the fact that you guys are very much customer centric and you are definitely listening to your customers, which is incredibly important. So, in terms of your, your customers and uh, the digital space, um, what channels are you guys mainly using to, to market your product?
0: So yeah, we use, um, paid ads, which is, um, Facebook and Instagram. So we, um, use targeted marketing, like re-engagement, um, all through like paid ads and a bit of Google ads as well. Um, we also speak to our, like encourage a community feel, um, consumer and practitioner base using organic channels such as Instagram. That's our main one actually and the creative team actually run the Instagram account. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what we do to advertise. Um, I don't think we'll be doing a, a billboard campaign, like out of home campaign for a while yet, probably when we get that new facelift that we've been talking about.
1: Cool, yeah. and, and how does, um. How does your how do you guys approach advertising over at Urban? Is it again this in-house structure? I know you mentioned that the creative team handles the Instagram account, but um, do they do they handle the the media buying and the, the digital advertising as well, or is that uh, an external agency that you guys work? No,
0: we've got so the marketing team they'll brief us on um, like paid paid social assets. Mm. They run with that. Um, not going to pretend that I know how all of that works. Yeah. <laughs> I know. For, it's I a big know world. Yeah, exactly. I do. What I do know though is that um, video content like definitely performs best So yeah. when we do um, like um, work on ads. We definitely try and prioritize those video assets and video carousels. They tend to work really well for us.
1: Okay, cool. Um, so one thing I wanted to just talk about a little bit more that you we had touched on earlier, um, and that was uh, I guess how you guys have have built this. Um, almost in-house agency within urban as a creative team um, and how you break down the barriers between, you know, that marketing team, that product team, uh, and also that create, you know, your creative team. So how, how does that dynamic look like within the company? Is it um, something where you guys will have a, um, a weekly stand-up on a Monday and you will all align towards any marketing campaigns that are coming that week or um, do you guys just strictly what work- use the the workflow tools available for you in slack or h- how does that relationship develop
0: Um so yeah I think it although it's important to really stick to that briefing process and putting requests through slack um, I do feel as an agile company we have to kind of like make sure we're having as much like team meetings as possible mm. but obviously only when they're productive and i think that a, a new campaign is a perfect example of that so if you know for instance for instance if like if it's mother's day or something we all need to get together as a team to figure out what that campaign could look like mm. and then after that discussion that's when we get more um like briefs come through like tailored towards like paid social assets and more specific needs for that campaign. But um, I think it is really important to bring all the teams together in those discussions. So when I joined um, the teams were quite, I mean, in in any kind of company I joined, it's been quite similar in that all of the teams like work in silo, like not on purpose, just kind of how it happens. Mm. Um, so what I've really tried to do is to align products and marketing with creative because we are that kind of, we're all kind of those central teams. It, it makes sense for us to all work together a bit more. Um, so yeah, I think I think that answers your question. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree, and I think that it's such an important thing for anyone at the moment to to align those uh, those different departments, you know, and not look at them as, as silos and really get everything working together. Um, not only from like a cultural perspective, will you just allow people to to mix and develop relationships and work better together. Um, But just as a, an overall brand, you know, having the cohesion between those siloed departments, then, you know, you're really going to be able to have like rapid growth and churn out campaigns very quickly and understand, okay, here's the impact it's had on product. Here's the impact it's had on marketing. um, And here's how the creatives have, uh, you know, Actually helped us achieve that impact. Um, So it's yeah, it's an incredibly um, important thing I think for any startup at the moment.
0: Uh, They they give us ideas as well. So people in the product team or the marketing team, they often can contribute really great ideas as well. But then they could also present like block like like potential blockers as well. So you might have like a really cool idea, but like some maybe somewhere like there could be like a broken journey or something where this Mm -hmm. campaign like couldn't actually go ahead. So it's really important to have these like, conversations early on just so we can kind of manage the scope of work and, and also listen to everyone else's opinions because even though like, we are the creative team, like, I feel like everyone else does have like creative flair as well and they have like, really great creative ideas too.
1: Cool. Um, awesome. So looking forward then um, for Urban, I know you guys are going through a little bit of a rebrand at the moment, but what's, uh, what's coming up in the future for you guys? What's
0: um, on the roadmap yeah. Cool, so traditionally we've offered in-person services, so massage at home, or like a one-to-one hit class in the park. Um, however, in response to COVID-19 and the lockdown, we obviously had to suspend in-person bookings at home, mm. um, and we quickly implemented digital services, um, okay. which was actually on our roadmap anyway, but we had to like, quickly respond. So now we have digital sessions bookable on the app, where you can have a one-to-one fitness session, a yoga or a meditation class, and even actually now a physio on osteo osteoconsultation. Um, so the fact that we were able to implement these, these digital services like so quickly is just a testament to how hard-working, dedicated the team are at Urban. Um, and we've actually learned this week that we're able to reopen in-person treatments on the 4th of July. So fingers crossed wow. that date sticks. Um, fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, which is great, so you can actually go on the app now and pre-book your slot for massage or abuse treatment at home now.
1: So awesome!
0: Yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah, this essentially means you can book in in-person treatments in your own home or your place of work, or or if you want a digital session. Um, so that means that we're already a few steps closer to becoming that one-stop shop for wellness that ultimate yeah.
1: Amazing! So really, bringing everything full circle and. I guess it's incredible that you guys have been able to just react so quickly. Um,
0: incredible, off the back but we of COVID. Did it for a week. We, were, yeah. we had, we, wow. Yeah, we in way to put digital on, on there, and it happened in a week. We just all really stuck in and just got it, got it done.
1: Yeah, good stuff. It's incredible because sometimes that was probably on like a a three four month. Roadmap or, or sprint, you know, where it's like I oh, will do that next time and and yeah, you know, slowly work at it and that's like, just
0: was like in us as well, which made us just like get it done. Yeah, and also like all of our users and our consumers was were like telling us how like they were anxious, they were feeling not being able to get treatments um during the lockdown, so it was almost like we had to do this for our customers as well.
1: Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's really adrenaline. nice. Um, okay, so looking back then, um on your collaboration with Urban and, and even all the way back to, to Big Fish. So what are some of the the major learnings that you've made? Um, and could you give any advice to some of the listeners that would be, you know, either in the position where they've got a, a company, a tech, tech startup, that's, I guess, in the position where they've maybe overlooked developing out that creative team so much or put a, a lot of focus towards a creative team? Um, you know, or maybe they're just thinking about starting and, and going down that journey for the first time, you know, is there any advice that you could hand over?
0: Yeah, I think, um, especially as a creative leader, like coming into a into a new business, um, you do have to ruffle a few feathers. I mean, I definitely did when I joined and, and like that sometimes has to, has to happen to get your like point across. But I think um, any creative at whatever level you like, you join a company, um, I think like try and like hold your ground, don't get frustrated if people don't like get your vision. Uh, as we all know, creative is highly subjective. So something that I'll work on for ages and I think looks amazing. And then when I present it, I like envision everyone being like, Karen, amazing. Well done. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't always work like that, like yeah. it's very subjective. Um, what I feel um, is very beneficial is if you, if you can use data or like numbers or like research to back up what you're kind of showing. So it's not just, it doesn't come across as something you just um, like thought of, like thought of overnight and you just presented this like great that it's that It's almost like you need to show how it caters to like your, your persona that, that we have in the business or um so like your persona or your target audience what the trends are like making sure that anything you do present isn't just a trend and it actually has legs and it has longevity because that's really important for a business as well so i think it's just yeah like backing it up with um research and showing that you've you've only got to that point because you've actually because a lot of it it appears as so you have to turn it overnight but mm. as you know as creatives and like everything comes with research and really look like doing a whole analysis piece on what other competitors are doing um keeping up with um social trends all of that so yeah i think just show that you know what you're talking about basically
1: yeah absolutely no data driven is is such an important thing especially now it's just like you have to have that extra shoulder to lean on from a creative point of view just to be able to you know actually make those educated decisions or else you can very quickly start burning through cash, you know, um, especially if you're hiring a team of freelancers or um, you're spending large budgets on on social or paid social, for example. Um, so, awesome. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show today, Karen. Just before we go and before we wrap it up, um, could you let us know where uh, any of our listeners could find out about Urban? Um, are you guys on uh, the Instagram, the Facebook?
0: Yeah, so we're on Instagram, so you can join us by searching Urban App. Um, And if you want to pre-book your treatment at home, um, you can go on urban.co or download our app directly from the App Store or the Google Play Store.
2: So a massive thank you to Urban for speaking to us. You can find them on the App Store and Google Play Store by searching Urban, that's U-R-B-A-N, or you can visit their site, urban.co.
1: You're listening to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal by Blue Drop Studio, a digital marketing and creative content agency based in London, UK. We're on a mission to grow the tech brands of tomorrow with creative content and social media advertising. Check us out on LinkedIn and BlueDropStudio.com or hit us up on social at HeyBlueDrop on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Your hosts are at Anna Rawinska and at Omar K. Juman. If you want to talk about digital marketing for your brand, drop us a line at hello at bluedropstudio.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.